If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I would like to give you that invitation now. You can do it wherever you are, no matter what time of day. God is always listening and always anxious to hear from his children. Repeat this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my life and make me new. I believe that you came, you died, and you rose and are coming again. I accept you as Lord of my life. Teach me how to follow you, listen to you, and love you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that simple prayer, I believe you got born again and welcome to the family of Christ. Get into a good Bible-based church. Find a version of the Bible by which you are most comfortable reading and begin with the book of John or the book of Luke as they are the easiest, they are the most easiest to read. I look forward to seeing you this time again. God bless you. Welcome to the Fill the Well podcast. I am your host, Apostle Jennifer P. Harris, based out of St. Louis, Missouri. I thank you for spending time with me as we go through God's word, as we are reminded that new wine cannot go in old wineskins, and that we remember that sometimes along this journey, through this thing called faith, we need to stop and be replenished. And God's word, again, is the best fountain to be filled by. So I welcome you with the love of Jesus Christ through the grace of our Father as we begin this week once more and again to fill our wells. Thank you so much for listening to Fill the Well podcast this week. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you were strengthened. I hope that you are reminded that God is still able and able to do all things. I look forward to speaking to you all next week. If you would be so inclined to sow a seed into this ministry, you may do so via PayPal. The PayPal is Apostle J. B. Harris at gmail.com. Again, that is A P O S T L E J as in Jack, B as in boy, H as in hot, A R R I S at gmail.com. Until next week, may your prayers be fruitful. May God ever smile on you, and may your well stay full. My grandmother told me and the rest of my maternal family, right, that help is not convenient. She said it's never a good time to help anybody 
That's why they call it help. So for this time together this week, I want to talk about the matter of convenience, right? I want to talk about what convenience is or means in the life of a believer. I want you to understand that there are portions of your believing life that will never be convenient. They may never line up to what it is that you want because convenience is based in want. And we know that Paul tells us that to make our bodies a living a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. And the thing that has to be said is sometimes in order to get to what God has for you, you must put God first in everything. What I find most interesting as I go on this portion of my Christian journey is just how selfish believers can be. I see how there are classes of believers who really don't want to do anything that is in any way uncomfortable or will stretch them, but they just want God to move. They just want God. They just want God. They just want God. And there's nothing wrong with that. You need to have a hunger and a zeal for God to do any to really move in your life. We can see that evidence throughout all of scripture. That's not that's never a bad thing. The thing that is most convenient. No pun intended about this particular logic is it doesn't demand anything of you. When you say something is convenient, that means it's readily accessible. All you have to do is desire and it's there. The thing that is so detrimental, if I can use that word, about convenience is it makes believers lazy. Now, this is what I mean. Again, going back to romanticizing, you know, going to church and praying and, you know, the anointing, romanticizing all those things, meaning that you take all the you you uh, emphasize all the glamour that's around it, but none of the work that gets that gets into it. None of nothing that um, would demonstrate or have any type of sacrifice to it. Because trust and believe in order to do this thing correctly, you are going to have to give up something. And convenience tells us that you don't have to do that. Convenience says that it'll always be there. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And if it doesn't make and if it doesn't make you comfortable, well, you just shouldn't do it, Pudding. Yet we don't see anything like that in Scripture. If anything, the gospel is confrontational. Salvation is confrontational. It's not convenient. Convenience again goes to what you want immediately. What is again, what is in front of you? What is immediate? what is readily within your grasp that you don't have to give up anything to get. Sacrifice is the opposite of convenience. Which is why I believe God wants us to do that. Now, this is what I mean. Because inevitably, somebody will say, well, Apostle, that doesn't make sense. I don't want to do that. The gospel is supposed to be easy. Yes, it is. 
I heard, uh, and I know that he's not some, some people's favorite person right now, but I heard Pastor Michael Todd say this. He said that obeying God is hard, but it's simple. Meaning that if God tells you not to do that, you just don't do that. But it may be complicated because it may be something that you want to do on multiple ends, and no one wants to talk about this a lot, that God is confrontational. God gets in your business like in, like no other religion. God gets in your business. He tells you not to do something and expects you sometimes to do the opposite or do the thing that is most, inco most inconvenient. We see in scripture that the Lord would go off early and seek his face. And, you know, that sounds, again, very romantic, very uh, inspiring until you, you're the one that's get up at four or five o'clock in the morning and get those things done. You know, it sounds very, you know, romantic. I'm going to, you know, I've, I've been called to the Lord. I'm going to start my ministry. I'm going to start my church until you have to get up and deal with people who don't, who don't want to pray, don't want to give. And think that you shouldn't be the one uh, leading them. But that's a whole other topic. Convenience to a believer is always based in pride. It, convenience always says what I'm not going to do because I don't like to do that. And why are you asking me to do that? And sometimes the hardest thing, right? Sometimes the absolute hardest thing is to, is to come out of your own way to help somebody else find theirs. Scripture reminds us that God rejects the proud but gives grace to the humble. I say that convenience is based in pride because again, look at the, look at the definition of that. Convenience doesn't demand anything. Sacrifice does. Again, obeying God is, sim is simple, but it can be hard because, again, it goes against what you want to do. And taking an example from my own life, my oldest daughter will be 16 this year. She has had her own struggles, as most of us do, and she's a teenager, so that's a, se a separate set of issues, right? And yet at the same time, she's asked me to know more about my father's family. And I won't get into that on this particular, on this particular program because one, it doesn't fit, and two, the Lord is still delivering me from those feelings. And yet she asked me for this because she needed it. Now, would it be convenient for me to say, I'm just not going to do this because I don't want to, because I don't like it? Sure. Yet, the sacrifice that I make for my daughter is because you need this, because this is something that you want, something that will grant you peace, something that will affirm more of who you are. I will make the sacrifice and do that with God's help because trust it takes all of God's help convenience tells believers that on some end that you are God and who is God to tell you what to do 
because I don't want to do that. I don't want to go to Bible study. I don't want to get up and study. I don't, I don't want to do anything that will demand anything of me. I don't want to do anything by which somebody will have to chastise me or critique me. I don't want to do anything that is going to stretch me, that gets me to where God is asking me to get to. I don't want to do that. And granted, let, let me just say this also. I am not saying that you need, to, you need to be in usership relationships. I'm not saying that you need to have people wear you out. I'm not telling you to have people abuse you, do you bad, talk about you crazy. No, none of that. You have to balance what is convenient with what is going to be the absolute opposite of that. Because sometimes when believers say no, people get people, uh, you know, have you have their mouth stuck out. They think that you're being mean. Or what would Jesus do? Sometimes Jesus, t- sometimes Jesus rebuked people. People forget that part. By all means, protect your peace. Guard your heart, and sometimes if you see if you if God allows you to see people's motives, see it for what it is, and not and not try to rationalize it. Because sometimes people just get tired, right? And yet there are times where we as believers push God away because it's not convenient. We push God away because we think we have a better plan that won't involve getting too messy or the cleanup will be quicker or the money will be faster or this is what I want so I don't care what you want I want this because it's more convenient for me and you have to watch that beloveds you have to watch that just as I said a minute ago, by no means am I telling you to get into usership relationships. I'm not telling you to go ahead and cower away from people who you need to tell, say no to. No, not at all. No is a complete sentence. And so is yes. And sometimes you need to pray about these things that God has in front of you to make sure this is what he wants you to do or things that God has specifically told you to do. And again, God doesn't have group chats about what he told you to do. That you pray and you ask the Lord how you want me to do it. The one thing that blessed me about the life of uh, Dr. Charles Stanley was this, and I didn't know this. And my mother and uh, my mother and aunt Valerie had been listening to him for years for years and it is indeed sad that he that he has passed but we know that he is no longer suffering and he is with the father like he like he had always told us that he wanted to be the one thing that I didn't know and they put this and I believe in touch ministries put this on Facebook but he said well not he said but they had a small room, right? They had a small room that they photographed. And in, the, and in that room was a bed, I think like a twin bed with like a quilt on it, a small mat, 
and a nightstand. I believe it had books on it, so probably one of those books was the Bible. And Interest Ministry said that because Dr. Stanley hungered for more and more and more of God, he made the practice of that, that room, that was his prayer room, and he would go in and he would seek the Lord. Now, it would be easy to have you know, the reputation, the influence of a Dr. Charles Stanley, and then just believe that you can do it by yourself. And then, right, but here's the, here's the part that's gonna bless you. He, on some end, on some end, seeking God to that level had to cost him something. It had to be inconvenient on some level to do that. It had to cost him something. Because you don't get that kind of anointing by being comfortable. You don't get that kind of influence just being comfortable. You don't get that level of revelation with just being powered by convenience. You don't get you don't get that. Not like that. And what what pushing away convenience gives room for discipline. Discipline. The thing that nobody, the thing that the body of Christ really doesn't want to talk about because we don't want to offend anybody. It takes discipline to follow Christ. And that's not saying that he's militaristic and that he doesn't love you and there's no grace. No, not at all. Yet, discipline is that thing that creeps up when you want to, when you know what God told you to do. And it would be easier to not do it, but because of your relationship, but because of what God told you, because of the expectation, because trust, discipline is powered by expectation. The expectation is if God told you to get up at five o'clock and pray, you're going to do that. Now, now, again, because human nature is what it is, will you miss a couple days? Probably. Will you forget some days? Probably. Will you get too mad to pray some days? Probably. Again, because human nature is what it is. But will you make your best effort to do it? Yes, we know 20, if you do something for 21 days, that that makes it a habit. If you stop doing something for 21 days, it's a habit. And a continued habit births discipline. Convenience as a believer will stymie you. It will keep you immature. It will make you susceptible to warfare that had you been prepared for, you would you will not drown in. And the most important thing about discipline is is po- also powered by love. The love, love the Lord chastens those whom He loves because there's an expectation tied to your obedience. Convenience is not tied to obedience. Again, I am a mother of teenagers. I'm constantly reinforcing things that I didn't think I would have to do at this point. But at the same time, the expectation is if I tell you something, watch this. If I tell you something and because of our relationship, because I have instilled this in you, I have an expectation to demand that that be reflected back to me. If I tell you by the time I I come home from work, your room needs to be clean. Guess what needs to be clean by the time I get back? If the Lord has given you something to do, and you have prayed about how he wants you to do it and indeed praying for the strength to do it as he has asked you to do. Because trust, that 
that also is a component. You are going to have to rely on the God who told you to be the God that keeps you. But no, beloved, convenience is not the bedrock of Christianity. It's not. Now, there are portions of it that grant convenience after you've done what you needed to do. There are portions of it that offer grace and healing and hope. Oh, yes. And that is and that is wonderful. And we all rest in that. And yet there are portions of it that will challenge you to be uncomfortable, to put down what is to put down what is convenient, to pick up what is inconvenient. This also includes forgiveness. This also includes compassion. This also includes, again, discipline. This includes sacrifice, the things that we don't like to talk about. The things, again, as, the, as Pastor Mike Todd said, things that are hard, but they are simple. Obey God. That's, that's simple. Do what God told you to do. That's simple. What makes it hard is the things that also compete for your attention. So as we end our time together today, I want you to think about what has your attention. What things have you allowed to become so convenient that they have pushed away Christ? Because I'm sure dying on a cross was not convenient. But getting up again for the convenience, the accessibility of mankind was worth it. God bless you.